0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Radical Road after a long holiday break. And this episode, we talk about our break and then we dive into boundaries.
1: Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Truth Social, found at The Radical Road, Twitter, at The Radical Road One
0: visit our website ontheradicalroad.com and email us your questions or comments to Jess at ontheradicalroad.com.
1: Hey, everybody. How's it going? We've missed you all so much. We're so excited to be back on with all of you.
0: Yeah, it's been way too long. Way too long. Honestly, I don't ever want to take a break from making episodes ever again.
1: No, not that long, at least.
0: No, like, it's hard to get back in the saddle. <laughs> like, I'm overthinking, like, what we should be talking about and stuff, and I, I don't want to do it.
1: So, yeah, I mean, that's why we just got to let uh, God give us the topics and then also plant the people on our path to interview, too. Yep.
0: So. Well, the holidays were coming up, and collectively... And when I say collectively, I mean me, Jess, and producer John, or whatever his title is.
1: <laughs> producer editor.
0: <laughs> we just came to the conclusion that hey, let's pump the brakes for a minute. We we need a break with family and stuff. He needed a break, and so we decided to just table the Radical Road podcast for a couple weeks. But thank goodness we're back.
1: Yes. Yeah, we've had. Some fun with family and friends, and
0: we were actually back in Salt Lake City.
1: Yes, it felt so good to be back in Salt Lake. Yes, it felt like home to be around all of our our friends that are like family, we call them family, go back to our home church, awaken yep. Salt Lake City.
0: Well, it was so cool because some close friends of ours that we were talking to them, letting them know that we were coming back into town. They basically said, you're not staying in a hotel. Do not rent a car. We're going to let you stay in our house. We're going to let you use our car, which was amazing. But then they were like, hey, let's just have people over our house. And so we had like a bit of a gathering.
1: A little get together. It was so fun.
0: Yeah, it was really cool.
1: You know, and it's so awesome to receive a blessing like them opening their home to us and letting us use their car. I mean, it's a blessing that God used them. They were just so generous. I mean, they're such a perfect example of the Father's heart and generosity.
0: Yes. And I will tell you that, you know, when you're fully surrendered to God and you are stepping into everything that he puts in front of you, sometimes there's no breaks. Like, we go to Salt Lake and we're immediately in the middle of some stuff, Which was great because, you know, you just get to see God work and then, you know, you're impacting lives at the same time. But, you know, here I am thinking, oh, we're going to cruise on into Salt Lake. It's bombing snow everywhere. And it's just going to be like a nice resting period. And oh, no, like we were on, (laughs) we were full on. God had things for us to do. Like it was super cool. But you put that many Christians around...
1: Babe, are you a fool? Like, ministry never stops. Yeah, it
0: doesn't stop. <laughs> it doesn't stop. I don't want it to stop.
1: No, it's too fun.
0: I don't want it to stop. It's fun
1: working for God.
0: Um, but you get that many dedicated Christians around each other, too. And it's like, God's like, oh, you're not going to let me not get in the middle of this. <laughs> we have the greatest conversations. Some of the coolest things happen. Um And we actually got to go to church service one night while we were there.
1: It's just fun to be around a group of people that you can love on and they love on you equally back. And you just lift each other up. Yeah. Just, it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing.
0: And then our lead campus pastor gets up on stage and gives us a shout out in the middle of the service. And he's, it was so funny because he's just laughing. He's like, it was like a hug fest up here, I had to get in the middle of it, but it was just so great because I don't yeah. know, we've we're so close to so many people there, yeah. you just want to hug everybody. So, yeah. like, I'm sure some of the new people there were going, What is going on? Why, who are these two people that are getting just mobbed by everybody? <laughs> um, but it was so cool, like,
1: yeah, we sure missed everyone there, and- it
0: just felt. We,
1: we love um, Pastor Matt and Lauren Tuggle, our lead pastors at Salt Lake City. And we asked if Pastor Matt would pray over us before we left, just to get uh, covering from him and just uh, prayers for safety. But then it ended up, um, he's very, very prophetic, very gifted prophetically. and. He prayed over us prophetically. It was so beautiful and it was just a special moment.
0: Yeah. And we really hadn't got to a point where we'd updated him for quite a while. So he really didn't know anything that was going on for quite a few months. And, you know, just to put a little piece of what's been going on with us personally, you know, we felt like, you know, the radical road, like it's something that will continue on and on. But at some point, we're going to be planting roots somewhere. And we felt very strongly that maybe there was about three places that we, you know, when you get to the end of this, where we could potentially land. And he starts praying over us and he goes, God's saying that there's three places And you're right on track to where you need to be. And so we're just kind of like, wow, like that was confirmation that we're our heads in the right place. Yeah. You know, because we don't want to jump ahead of the game. We like the radical road is very important and we're supposed, we're right where we're supposed to be. But just as two people that look to the future and want to plan and things, we're like, what's next? Like, Like, what's God doing with
1: us next? Like, like, where's our ministry go from the road?
0: Yeah, because we have no home. Like, we're just out here on the road wandering around like some nomads or something. (laughs) (laughs) And eventually, like...
1: Modern day Jesus gypsies.
0: (laughs) We want to buy a house and we want to have a place that we call home. So it's like, that's like one of the hardest things, right? Is like, you know, you don't really have a home right now. Where do you go to? But anyway, I'm not going to put anything else out there about that because (laughs) we're still working around that. Yeah, we're
1: letting God just work out all the little details still.
0: There's still some prayer in that, but we feel like we've been getting some breadcrumbs around that recently. So anyway, if you want to pray something for us, we're always asking for that. Like, where are you going to plant us, God? Because... We would like to have a home, but he wants us here right and now.
1: Just to give us clarity on what that looks like for God to give us clarity um, yep. as he opens up certain doors or guides us, guides our steps that we're fully aware and all of our senses are clear and we have clarity around it. Right. So.
0: But anyway, we get trucking back to Iowa. Yeah. We're going to come back for Christmas and we were on smack dab into a middle of a blizzard.
1: Yeah, I'm sure all of you out there heard about the blizzards around Christmas time. One of them was in Iowa. One of them was in Buffalo, New York. Shout out to our Buffalo friends. They survived.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we come back and we're coming across the country and it wasn't too terribly bad, um, but we come through Omaha, cross the river into Iowa, and... We had to shut it down for the night, so we're in Council Bluffs, Iowa, and it starts snowing. And And it's like
1: negative 40.
0: And the wind starts picking up. Yeah. And we decide we're going to walk across the street and get some Mexican food. (laughs) But um, we come out like, okay, this doesn't seem so bad. But the next morning, there was snow everywhere. It's blowing like 40, 50 mile an hour. I think the ambient temperature was minus seven. I think that's what it was. And then like minus 50 wind chill factor.
1: Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I pulled up to the fuel pump. We couldn't even get fuel. Like the fuel pumps were frozen.
1: Crazy weather.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, are we going to make it? <laughs> <laughs> are we going to make it home for Christmas? This feels like a Hallmark movie. But
1: we did see several Amazon trucks in the ditches. And we're we're like, hopefully no one's waiting on those packages.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been through some storms since now too. Um, the West just continually gets bombed with snow and we run there a lot. And so like just in the last couple of days coming back across Wyoming, man, there's been a lot of people in the ditches. And
1: unfortunately.
0: Poor old Amazon they uh, they got some drivers that end up in the ditches a lot. <laughs> so say, say some prayers for those guys. Like, uh, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if it's just... It's their just training, be-
1: probably. They need to... I don't know. Just need to tighten there, up the training.
0: There's a lot of chatter on the CB about the Amazon guys, though. Yeah. Not to badmouth them. No. But them and Swift are in a battle for who's considered the worst drivers. I
1: just need to amp up their training.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so we ended up, we're coming across I-80 trying to get back to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And, you know, there's accidents happening up ahead and you can see this stuff, you know, there's apps that you can get on your phone that tell like travel information. So I have this on my phone and I can see that there's been crashes on I-80 And they're shutting down the interstate. So I ended up taking two-lane, getting off the highway, taking two-lane home. And it was slow going, but we made it. We made it. We made it.
1: Yep. And we had a good Christmas with our family and seeing our kids. We love seeing our kids.
0: It was a little bit of work because we were at Jess's parents' house and they live out on a farm, basically this acreage and uh of course the wind's blowing a bazillion miles an hour out there so it drifted across the driveways and stuff so me and her dad were out there trying to bust this up we're like blasting our pickup trucks through it and stuff which was a lot of fun drift busting but but, uh you know and then he ends up going and he brings back this giant loader from where he works and uh plows the driveway with this thing so our kids can show up for Christmas um because I mean these drifts going across the driveway what 4 or 5 foot deep five foot. like
1: yeah he huge, said 5 foot yeah i huge. went out and helped him shovel
0: yeah yeah so it was it was a team effort of work trying to just deal with the snow out there so that we could just have family come over but it was pretty non eventful, you yep. know. Yep. Just a nice relaxing day of hanging out with everybody and
1: Yep. We got back out on the road for a little bit and then we went back for New for New Year's Eve.
0: Yep. Yeah, for- so the week between Christmas and New Year's, we uh we hauled a combine down to Kentucky. Then we took a the heck was it? A bulldozer up to Wisconsin and then came back to Iowa. So we were in town and I had my 50th birthday. Woohoo!
1: Matt's 50.
0: I don't know if <laughs> that's, I don't know if that's old or not. I still feel pretty sexy though.
1: I don't know, but your hair, <laughs> we've been growing his hair out and it's at this in-between stage. That's absolutely horrific. At least for me being the wife that looks at him because he's a it's- sexy guy. Like this guy is a good-looking <laughs> guy. And he's always had this really sharp look about him. And now we're in this in-between stage and I'm like, dude, you might look older than 50 right now.
0: (laughs) I think I could fit in the Seattle homeless community. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's pretty bad.
1: It's pretty bad. It's hats nonstop. He has to wear stocking caps or hats nonstop.
0: I don't even know how I got this in my head, honestly. Just one day I woke up and I was like, you know what? I should grow my hair out and just see what it looks like.
1: Well, we found we ran into a guy that inspired us. We saw his hair. And now we have a picture that is yeah. inspiration. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's 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 awful. Yeah. It's completely awful.
1: And everyone that knows us is like, what's going on, Matt? Like they're used to him having this really sharp look too. So then they're like concerned. They're
0: really concerned. Like Like I'm letting myself go.
1: Yeah. Like, what's going on? And we're like, we have a goal. We promise. Well,
0: well, I will tell you, it's hard not to fall into the rut. Like, I look at the hair and I'm like, eh, I give up. I might as well let my beard go, too. Like, so
1: there's
0: there's days where I'm like looking at myself going, oh, this is not good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not letting ourselves go. But we had an awesome Sunday, New Year's Eve um, weekend. What was that? The second, I believe.
0: Yep. That, no, it
1: was the first. Well yeah, it was New Year's now, Day.
0: Now that I'm fifty, we don't stay up till midnight.
1: No, we actually we tight. actually
0: shut it down early. But yeah. uh yeah, so it was actually New Year's Day that we ended up getting up and going to church. Going
1: to church. And um yeah, we were sp- we were going to try a newer church in Swisher, Iowa of all places, really small town. They just moved to Swisher, actually. And it's a couple that are missionaries from India. And they um, really felt called to start a revival in the Midwest. So they started this church in Swisher, Iowa, Iowa called the Well of Iowa. And um, Matt and I have really been wanting to try this church. And so we we drove to it at 10 a.m. on Sunday, New Year's Day. To find out that on their social media, they announced that they had a a New Year's Eve worship all night long till 1230 instead of doing Sunday service. So we totally missed it. Um, But we knew at that moment that God was just really redirecting us probably somewhere where he needed us, because this happens to us quite often while we're out on the road. Wouldn't you say, Matt? Every time. Yeah.
0: Pretty much every time we sit down. And Make our own plans. And we're and we're gonna go to church somewhere other than our home church. Yeah, something major happens. Yeah. And we've gotten really good where we're just like, okay, God, where do you want us to go? You know, we're we're not even picking these places. Right. And in this case, we may have picked it, <laughs> but we're like, okay, apparently we're not supposed to be here. So right. we ended up I don't, I we see. went
1: to New City Church in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and um, it was my aunt was going there, um, and they had a ten thirty service. So we went, and she's from Texas, but her family goes there. And I looked it up, and come to find out, it's a church that I went to for a long time as a young adult, and it was named something different. And they merged two churches together. So it had a whole different name, but I knew the pastor. Yep. And so that was really exciting and fun to see him again and um, reconnect and just catch up with um, Pastor Daniel Wynn from New City Church and just um, really get to enjoy the, the worship was amazing. The message was really good yeah. and um, just really good atmosphere. The Holy Spirit was there and present for sure.
0: Yeah, my personal take on the church, like, you know, they, it was two churches came together five years ago and they actually put a campus in Des Moines, Iowa now too also, but I was just struck by the worship because, you know, my grandmother played the organ and she was in the choir, the church choir and I loved watching her and hearing her sing and everything. So I like some of that old school gospel kind of music, but this church put like a fresh spin on it. So you could feel some of that gospel kind of feel to it, but it was fresh and new music. Like I was really impressed. Like these guys are talented.
1: You were vibing. Vibing. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, and then we ended up, we ended up connecting with some people. After church, and then we ended up doing, we prayed, we did deliverance on a few people. Yes. So that was really powerful. God knew exactly who He wanted us to connect with. Like it was, t- you could tell God's hands were all over us connecting with these three particular people and doing deliverance. And it was amazing. It was incredible. Um, such freedom and joy.
0: Yes. It was. The thing that blew my mind was church service is over. We start having some conversation with some people. And the next thing you know, it's 3.30 in the afternoon.
1: Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was sitting there going, what just happened? Like, it was so crazy. It was intense. And uh, I don't know. It's just good to somebody's just kind of stuck in a rut, so to speak, um, to be able to take a moment and just... Let God intervene and do some things. And it was just, it just completely, yeah, it was completely crazy.
1: I also felt like not only did God use us for deliverance to deliver um, a few people, but He also used us as teachers in that moment, too. We were also teaching someone how to do deliverance. And so it was really, really cool because we think that they're going to step up and be a pillar at the church in that area. So
0: well, that was very
1: intentional on God's part. I've
0: had a very strong opinion about this for a while now about, you know, we go around and do freedom and deliverance with people. And I just felt like God was saying that these people that we were delivering, that this could be something potentially that they would be gifted in and would move on and take it, to their church and their community and everything. So very early on, we started having conversations about teaching people, like actually showing people the process and how we do deliverance, how God has spoke through us and told us how to operate in this and just kind of pass it on, right? Um, Yeah. To the point where, am I letting the cat out of the bag here?
1: No, it's okay, go ahead announce it
0: maybe you should like so, this was kind of uh
1: <laughs> so this is brand new we actually really felt like god has imparted this on us to do and it came up in november mid november that an someone had asked matt and i to start a deliverance group on zoom and you know i always like to go and pray about things i want i want to be guided by god i don't want Anyone to um, guide me, I want God, God to guide me. So, you know, we just took this into prayer and um, this definitely was from God. God wants us to do this deliverance group and teach others. We all share our experiences. So we're starting a group and it's going to be called the RAD group. And Matt, do you want to share what RAD stands for?
0: Um, yeah, if I can remember.
1: <laughs> Radiance Attacking.
0: Radiant. Radiance Attacking... Demonic. Demonic.
1: Yes. So, RAD stands for Radiance Attacking Demonic.
0: Yeah, and it was kind of a collective name. You know, Jess felt like she really... The the word radiance really stuck out. And for those of you who've been listening, you know, we kind of refer to people that listen to us as RAD roadies. So, this whole RAD thing has kind of come into play into some things that we're doing. But... The word radiant, radiance was really sticking on her, and we're like, "Well, what do we do that? How can we incorporate that with the rad thing?"
1: And radiance, and I'm going to interrupt. Radiance actually, that word came from God. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, we really have just allowed Him to guide us in this whole rad group, and you know, we're just inviting anyone that wants to join and learn more about deliverance or feels that they're ready for the area of deliverance in their walk, excuse me, in their walk that you, you can email us, you can contact us and we'll send you an invite. Um, We're keeping it, you know, just for those more of a private side of things for now. And as we start out, but if you feel compelled to it and you want to join, reach out to us, I'll send you an invite. We're going to do it every Sunday night around 7 p.m. And that's central time. And so, yeah, if you feel, if you want to pray about it, you feel compelled to do deliverance or learn more about deliverance, just go ahead and email us at Jess at, at ontheradicalroad.com. And um, we would love to um, get you an invite.
0: Yes. And then, you know, the attacking demonic piece, just to touch on that for a minute, my personal feeling is that as Christians, we have been on the defensive side of the ball for too long. And I just feel in all areas of life and things going on in our communities and country and everything, we need to be more on the attacking side, the more offensive side of going after things, you know, speaking truth, you know, going after where Satan's trying to put his fingers into things. Yeah. So that's how the name came about.
1: We just need to be equipped. You know, we we need to... Jesus has so much more power than the demonic, right? God has so much more power. And so we need to live like that. We need to live that out. And that's why I think the radiance, when we reflect Jesus, when we live like him and we reflect him, we radiate, right? We radiate his light. And we're... Um, And so we just need to, you know, just need to attack that evil. We need to take it down because it's...
0: And I don't want to like get too drawn out here, but, you know, we both recently read an article in Boston where the satanic temple is, uh, you know, trying to have basically like a conference or whatever. And they were calling out the mayor... Um, Yeah, of Boston. Because the mayor was like, no, you're not doing this in public, you know, certain public spaces because they wanted to do it basically right on the doorstep of City Hall or something. But, you know, I made the comment, you know, this is about some, it's basically kind of how some other things have become normalized in our country Yeah, is because the satanic temple is basically going on the attack and going you're treating us unfairly we should be able to do this and
1: but they wanted to even do like sacrifices and yeah, it was, ceremonies it was
0: completely gnarly but my yeah. point but my point was this is how things get normalized right this is how satan can become normalized because they go on they start attacking people. And they were just going after the mayor, you know, calling her unfair and we should be able to do this. And, and, uh, I'm like, this is how these things start. So that kind of factored into it too. Cause I'm like, we need to get in the, on the offensive side of these things, like because before it becomes normalized. So,
1: Absolutely. um,
0: that's where our head is with this. This is what we're trying to do. Trying to educate people all over the country um, to be able to operate and be prepared for things like this. I mean,
1: this is very real stuff. And so many average Americans just want to push it to the side and ignore that this stuff is going down. And our kids are the ones that are going to suffer from us ignoring it. Yes. If we keep ignoring things like this satanic. Um, temple trying to, uh, you know, take over territory, just the satanic cult itself take over territory. If we keep ignoring that, it's our kids. It's our kids and their futures that will suffer from this. So we need to, we need to fight it. Ephesians 6, um, 10 through 17, we need to fight, right? We need to be all over this. And Ephesians 6, 12, to be more specific, it's not flesh and blood that we're fighting against. It's the powers and principalities of the evil, right? Yes. So anyway, um, anyway. it's going to be very powerful. God has you know, put us in roles in the past as leaders. And to us, this is another leadership role leading this group. And it's going to be collaborative. Um, we really want everyone to be interactive. So yeah, so it'll be fun. We're excited.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Is that everything from our break? Yeah. I think so. I mean, yeah, that's enough. (laughs) There's all kinds of stuff going on, but... Yes. Whether we want to talk about it or not is a completely different thing, but we do want to talk about boundaries.
1: Yes, boundaries.
0: So can I lay the groundwork on this? Absolutely. Go for it. You know, I think what put us onto this topic is, you know, we're two people that, you know, grew up in Iowa spent a big portion of our lives there. And then we made this move to Utah and we lived there for three and a half years. And, you know, me personally, and I know this is true for you too, but being in Utah, something happened with us. We got ignited and we grew a lot in our faith. Agreed. Um, I look back on it and it's like, especially for me personally, something just, just, I mean, I just got on a rocket ship and took off.
1: You were on the fast track.
0: But, you know, and over the course of three and a half years, because of, you know, starting a business and things, it was hard to find time to always get back home, so to speak, to Iowa. And when we did, it was, you know, it was very there was very specific people that we would hang around with because of course there's only so much time in a week or whatever it was we were back so but now you know we packed up everything we come back to Iowa to spend the bulk of our time we thought that's where we needed to be cuz our three kids are there the bulk of our family's there We're traveling around the country, but we keep circling back to Iowa all the time because of the company we work for. So it's very nice that we can spend time with family and everything. But because of the growth that we had in Utah, getting coming back to Iowa, we've realized because of the lane that we're in, we've really had to put some boundaries around people. And various other things too. But I, we kind of got drawn towards this topic right now because, of course, over the holidays, you're just spending time with tons of people. And we were both just kind of looking at each other, going, either we've changed a lot or they've, people have changed a lot. Like, where are we at here? But it, we came to this whole thing of like, how do, Where do we need to put up boundaries in certain areas?
1: Boundaries in a relationship help each other figure out where one person ends and the other person begins. So boundaries help you define what you are comfortable with and how you would like to be treated by others. Some of us, you know, we haven't been modeled boundaries. Some of us don't even know what boundaries look like growing up. And then some of us, we just let guilt guide us. We don't even set boundaries because we would feel guilty if we set those boundaries rather than listening to God. but I think for me growing in into the um, the stages of life that I've grown up in I realized that boundaries are very biblical actually and that you should not feel guilty about setting boundaries that even Jesus had boundaries um, you you hear stories about him in the Bible and um, Jesus had personal needs that he put, a priority on, sometimes even over the needs of other people. And he did so without feeling guilty. Primarily, his personal soul care had to do with separating himself from people to be alone with God, whom he called Abba or Papa. Jesus lived in a rhythm of life that not only kept him free from burnout, but far beyond that. It kept him full of God, full of grace and truth, and therefore ready and able to be compassionate and generous in his response to people, their needs, interruptions, and crisis situations. I got this actually from a website called soulshepherding.org. But Jesus actually, an example of him setting boundaries is he had his 12 disciples, but there was quite a few times where, he would go off and he would want to be in solace and just pray by himself. And sometimes he would only invite Peter, James and John along out of all the disciples. So he set those boundaries and he had his inner circle. So he had boundaries that he needed alone time with God. He had boundaries there. There's many, many, many examples of Jesus setting boundaries, um, And he did not feel guilty about it. And so, again, many times people feel guilty about setting boundaries. But it's important to set boundaries, but it's also important not to put walls up. And there's a difference between setting a boundary or putting a wall up. Putting a wall up is just pushing people out of your life, like ignoring them, ghosting them. Um, not communicating with them at all, and then boundaries, you're just being more respectful and but you're keeping your distance when you need to out of protection to protect your own your your own um, lives, basically. so, but one thing I think that Matt and I have realized as he was saying is now that we're out here doing ministry um on the road, um you know, we can't have poorly defined boundaries. We have to um or, or we're gonna get just emotionally depleted if we if we keep doing we keep um no if we just keep with no boundaries, right? We have to have boundaries. So cause we have to be effective in our ministry. And I think if any any leader, any pastor, any teacher that is in the role of ministry, if they don't keep boundaries, they can't stay lifted up and that's how they fall quick or they fail quick, right? Because they're just being exhausted. So.
0: It's very true. When I started thinking about this, I can relate to the confusion to boundaries, you know, because... You know, you look at what God has for us and it's like, okay, we're supposed to go out, make disciples, um, bring people to Jesus, you know, all these things of taking care of people. And I mean, it looks like so many things. So a boundary almost seems counterproductive to that, right? You know, where I'm trying to think of an example, but, you know, you got somebody in your life and this is kind of what sprung up the conversation. It's like, well, what point do you get to where it's like, okay, I need to put up a boundary. Even though I'm in this situation trying to do God's work, something's not working here. It's time to put up the boundary. I'm, I'm, I was sitting there going, well, is this opposite of what we're supposed to be doing? So we really had to dig in and kind of look at this.
1: But I think t- to that point is, you know, we're out here doing ministry, but we're also not. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what's going off my my voice for now. <clears throat> but um, But we're not always meant to rescue people, right? God's right. the one that saves people and rescues people. We're just out here doing His work, however He guides us, planting seeds for His harvest. But it's up to the people, right, on the other side, too. Like, we can plant the seeds, but they have to take initiative. Um, We're not out there just rescuing everybody. So, and we have to protect what God's doing with us. And we have to honor that. We need to honor that. And... I would hope that others would honor it as well. And when you set boundaries, it's not because you don't love people. It's because you do love people, right? It's healthy for both parties.
0: Well, it's, it's hard though, right? Like if you have a Christian heart, you know, the heart of Jesus, you want to rescue people. You see people drowning in life every day. Yeah. And you want to reach yeah. out to them and help them and, figure out a way to fix their problems. But this can be, you know, I just think of this and I go, at some point you do have to put up a boundary because it's very clear in the Bible that we need to guard our hearts. It says above all things, guard your heart because that's what everything flows through. Right. So, you know, you get around somebody Is interrupting the flow of Jesus through your heart, like something's got to happen. Right. Otherwise, you're opening yourself up to something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know. I'm thinking.
1: And and it's you know boundaries can be emotional, physical, or even digital. So even online, you have to set boundaries. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, we can get into that in a minute because I've had the same thoughts too about what boundaries look like and where they can be because it's not just people but well
1: and boundaries can change over time too cuz people change right right um so those so your boundaries can also shift and change depending on your relationships and the experiences too
0: right cuz i you know i can think of a lot of personal examples of where i felt i've need to put it up boundaries because you know i look at my life and i And I go, you know, I feel like I've lived in this place where things that I've done in my life, like people have been really good about pointing out the bad decisions that I've made to the point where it's interrupted my heart. And it's put me in a position where I start looking around the people that are close to me who I love. Now I'm doing it to them that w- that was going on for a very long time where i would just see everything wrong and i wasn't celebrating i wasn't acknowledging all the great things that were happening past that and that was a rut for me so that's that's a perfect example of like you know you i needed to put up boundaries around people for a while who We're negative and we're picking out all the bad things in every situation, um, which in today's world is a hard thing to get away from. And you bring up the digital thing. I literally had to shut off the news for a while because I knew I was in the spot of like, I need to get my heart right. I need to put up a boundary around people who are speaking negativity all the time because I needed to guard my heart. I need to keep, get my heart in a position where I'm back in the flow and out of that rut. And so, and that took a while, like it takes a while and I won't step back in with certain people until I know I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, this is resolved. I got my heart in the right place. I know how to combat that now. And even still, like, if somebody starts going to negative town, I'm to the point now where I'm like, do I shut this down? Like, this needs to stop.
1: Well, I think it's important to communicate effectively and clearly and kindly. You know, otherwise you're just putting a wall instead of a boundary. Yep. Like, that's the difference. Is if you just ignore people or you shut them out, that's the wall right?
0: No. Yep.
1: Where boundaries are healthy and too many people put walls up and just shut people out of their lives and that's not unconditional love.
0: No, it's not. That's
1: not a reflection of Jesus. Um so a boundary is you know
0: but that's much a, healthier. But that's a simple boundary, you know what I mean? You know, you've been reading this book and have been we've been having the discussions about the power of words and stuff. And so you know, when people immediately start going to negative tone, a boundary would be, hey, I get this is affecting you, but like, I don't need that. Like, I don't need that right now.
1: Speaking of, I like that because that leads into some boundary script ideas. So there's some things here that might trigger some of you listening out there. Um, here's some ideas. Um, here's some examples, I guess. Um First one, I would rather not discuss this personal issue with you and ask that you respect how I feel. Another one, I respect that we disagree on the topic and hope you feel the same way. Another one, it is not okay with me that you volunteer my time and make plans that include me with, without including me on the plans. Here's another one, I understand you are angry. However, I would prefer having this discussion when you are less distressed. Another one. Thank you for the offer. However, I must decline at this time. Here's Another one. I would, I won't be screamed at, called names, or be disrespected by anyone. <clears throat> so when you wish to discuss this issue more civilly, let me know. So those are just some examples of...
0: That could just make them more mad.
1: <laughs> right? But again, it's how you say it, right? Right, right. And, and at least you're communicating. If they're choosing to get offended, that's on them. But at least you're saying, this is where I'm at. You're communicating with the other party. Yep. Um, instead of just putting a wall up, because I want to just kind of share some differences, differences between putting a wall up and a versus a boundary. So here's a wall. Keep everyone out. Here's the boundary. Keep certain people at bay. Here's a wall built upon fear, anger, and guilt boundary built upon strength and courage a wall. Make you a prisoner of your past boundary. Allow others to be with, but not use but not use you. Be with you, but not use you. A wall. Communicate unresolved past pain boundaries. Communicate awareness and self-respect. So there's a big difference. And you know, as I was saying, people change in your lives. The people that you have relationships with, they do change. So those boundaries can shift and change through time too with the people. So, cuz people yep. grow, they change. Yep.
0: I think it's important to mention that there's different levels of boundaries, right? You know, it can be as simple as you know, these topics are not up for discussion. So, you're around these people, but we're not going to talk about this because we know where that discussion leads to. And that's an, that's a thing that's built over time where you realize, okay, we've been having this argument for 10 years. like maybe we should just stop talking about it. So you know that's a simple boundary. But me and you personally, we have you know a, fa- a fair amount of experience with narcissism. and that boundary looks completely different. Yes, that's like limiting time, yeah, that you're around that person. Um, it's either short bursts of time or whatever. Sometimes it's completely putting that person, hey, I can't be at around bay. you at all. Yeah. Like, like, I just can't do it. And it all goes back to, to me, I think. The secret sauce is like, is your heart in the right place? Like, is it getting interrupted by whatever the discussion is or the person involved? Because if it's doing that, Maybe you need to have a discussion with God and say, hey, is it time for me to put boundaries up with this person? Because it can pollute you. Like it absolutely, absolutely. can pollute you. Yeah. And you get into the things at the level of narcissism. Now you're talking about full-blown spirits entering the, the scenario that can lock you up in bondage and things. So yep. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So um, I do want to you know, there's some scripture I found um, that's clear cut about boundaries. Proverbs 25, 17 says, let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house, lest he have his fill of you and hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty plain chain there in the Bible. <laughs> so, yep. but yeah, we just thought this was a good topic. And, you know, I mean, really God planted this topic on us and um, it just kept coming up, uh, I think, it, it's always a topic around the holidays, too that many, many, many people deal with, and I was seeing it you know all over the social media, just boundaries kept coming up. It was like God was showing me boundaries, 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 and so I felt like it was really important to discuss this,
0: and I think we should definitely touch on that too, you know, it's social media, the news um things that are getting input into us. There's so much negativity yes, around that there is. filter. It's really driving a lot of action with people, especially the social media stuff. You know, we sit in this truck every day at an elevated height. And every time a couple goes by us on the interstate, I'll look over, the guy's driving and the woman's on her phone. 99% of the time, this is what's happening. And, you know, when you recognize the screens you know what they're looking at. They're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on TikTok. Like it's all this social media stuff. And to me, like, it's just a constant barrage of things that could potentially affect your heart. And I'm like, why do we put ourselves through this?
1: (laughs) So again, we you know, speaking of digital boundaries, right? So, I mean, we can definitely set boundaries of what we what we let go into us, like soak into our minds, right? And so, and, you know, who we follow, who we don't follow, I mean, it's all boundaries, right? What we follow.
0: Yeah, and I think the point here is like, you should be really conscious of that. Yeah. Like for me, I'm not a big social media person. I'm more of a reader. I like to read the news. And there's a lot of negativity there to the point where I'm like, I'm just getting mad all the time. Why am I doing this to myself? So I just stopped reading it. Yeah. And I've actually tested it. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to look at any of social media. I'm not going to read any of the news that I read. I'm not even going to look at ESPN.
1: Well, as a matter of and fact, people always ask us what we watch on TV and We don't. We don't really watch T V. We like, don't. I I read a good majority of the time. So do you, Matt. Like when you're not driving, yeah. we both read a lot and um so- But
0: but I will tell you, when you eliminate this stuff, you stop putting the negativity into your brain that flows through your heart. Suddenly you're happy. <laughs> oh. Like you just Focus on
1: amazing how that works. Good stuff. It's amazing how that works. I'm
0: like, this is incredible. Yeah. But anyway.
1: Right. Well, we're I think done. that's. I think that's all we have for tonight for boundaries. Yeah, but we're looking forward to some interviews that are coming up in the future weeks. And you know, if you are wanting to find one of these churches that we talked about tonight on the episode, or you're looking for a church in your area, don't forget, we have a church map at ontheradicalroad.com. So just go to our website and go to the faith resources icon and then to the church map icon.
0: Yeah, there's some good things on the website. Um, yeah. Check that out. If you have any comments or questions or anything, you can email us at Jess at ontheradicalroad.com. Yes. See what we're doing on the road on Instagram and Facebook. We got stuff going on all over the place. So Yeah,
1: God's taken us to different levels in 2023. Higher levels.
0: If you're listening to this podcast, which I don't know who I'd be talking to otherwise, (laughs) hit subscribe.
1: Yeah, Yeah, share. Share with everyone you know. So the more people that listen to our podcast are um, hearing... They're hearing from God. They're hearing the stories straight from God. So he places the people on our um, episodes. So he wants to get these stories out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's all.
1: All right, Rad Roadies. Till next week.
0: We'll see you next time on the road.